Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Same Girl Podcast. I'm Joya. I'm Kayla. And I'm Steph. So today we're going to be talking about mental health during the holidays. The holidays are obviously around the corner right now and they can be hard on many different levels. Have you guys ever felt something like that? I find that the the older I get, the more grinchy I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't particularly like feeling obligated to do anything. And so I find that Christmas has kind of turned into presents and things. And I don't like that. I was also told that I was going to be a bad parent for not wanting to do like big Christmas things for my kids. That was when I was pregnant with my oldest. I was told that I was going to be a bad parent. And looking back on it, not only is that a little bit or a lot of bit like Eurocentric, like not everybody celebrates Christmas. Exactly. Um, I was just going to say that. (laughs) Like, I just want to hang out with my family and eat good food. I'm just not into the whole like feeling obligated for gifts. I don't know if you guys watch The Big Bang Theory. Or if you have watched The Big Bang Theory, but like Sheldon, yeah, Sheldon has that thing about like gift giving and how Mm -hmm. like somebody gets you a gift and it's worth $50, but you only got them a gift that's worth $30 because you're broke and poor and you felt obligated to get a gift. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden there's this like weird, unnecessary tension. Like (laughs) you're celebrating a holiday intentionally, but then you're getting offended over something that you didn't even have to participate in. And it's just like, why does this become a competition all of a sudden? Like, isn't the spirit of the season to give and be merry? It's not not to judge other people's gifts. Exactly. It falls in my most hated season. I hate the snow. I hate the cold. Mm. How I've lived here for 33 years. I I don't. I hate the snow. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) I haven't actually had that problem because... I always loved the Christmas season. Like it was always this magical time of year to me. It's probably also because my birthday is two days before Christmas. And so it was always like the time of year that was about me. And my biggest thing, like one of my biggest love languages, Angie could attest to this, is gift giving. Like I love giving gifts. Receiving gifts is cool, but I freaking love giving gifts, man. (laughs) Like, it's so great. But as I grew up, of course, like you said, that kind of transformed into this obligatory kind of a thing. And I've been so broke the last few years. And like my parents, they mostly give gifts that my mom makes. They might give a small gift that they bought, but I just, I haven't had the means the last few years. And I'm lucky that my family is like my immediate family's understanding, but anybody outside of that, it's been kind of like, oh, well, I got you a gift. And I'm like, I would have loved to gotten you a gift, but you know, I can't afford it. And you can only crochet so many scarves <laughs> like, people just don't want to get a scarf a uh, year after year after year yeah only crochet so flipping fast man like <laughs> these hands only go so fast <laughs> and i crochet a lot during hockey games i don't know if you guys watch hockey not if not you, sh- you should and i will i will <laughs> pressure you into that Uh, but I hate the winter but I love hockey (laughs) it's the only thing that gets me through the winter it's hockey (laughs) our announcer is so intense that I can only crochet for the first two and a half periods because he gets my heart rate up so high (laughs) that I can't 
my my tension goes wonky in the middle of the third period. I did not realize period. that this was like this was an issue for people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it totally so, is. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm like Kayla. Like I love to give gifts, and I love mm. to you know now that I I've been crocheting for a few years, and I have a business surrounding it. I love to give away like homemade things that I make, but I can only do things so fast. And you're right. Like, yeah, I can, I can give you a hat this year, but are you going to want a hat next year? Like, yeah. Do you need mittens or am I just giving you stuff? It's like at some point you're just giving people stuff and then they just have that stuff lying around at home that they don't really use. But like, you know, if you hadn't given it, it would have been offensive. (laughs) but then like you feel obligated to give it but then they don't use it that's that's another thing too right it's it's wasteful because you're giving gifts for the sake of giving gifts and like I I feel that pressure too because last year for example I I made like a lot of like little baked goods for my friends and then I went and dropped them off (laughs) I went and dropped them off a few days before Christmas and like everyone loved them and then this year I'm like I have I feel all this pressure to do that again because I did it last year and I'm like I don't have the capacity for it this year like Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about it right now I'm so tired and like with like the whole supply chain issues and stuff I'm like I don't want to like freak out about not getting stuff on time yeah the thing that you were saying there about pressure I feel so much pressure during the holidays like in so many different forms because it's like you have the pressure to be on and be happy and be merry and whatever and you have the pressure to give the gifts and you have a pressure to you know attend Christmas parties whether that's at work I mean maybe not so much during the pandemic which has been a freaking relief let me tell you thank god but (laughs) but you have all of these kind of like obligations you're pressured to and I buckle under pressure like it depends on the situation, but I just can't handle it from all sides. And I don't know about you guys, but the pressure is what really gets to me during the holidays. I have a blended family and Tori's family lives in Ontario. So I thrive with routine. I need routine. Mm. It helps my mental illnesses. And so when Christmas comes and it's like, travel here, sleep in a different bed, go here, sleep in a different bed, go here go stay at home, see these people. And it just throws my routine out of whack and kids thrive on routine. And I have two of them. And so not only are they over stimulated as am I by everything that's happening, they're out of routine, they're traveling, they're seeing everybody, nobody's sleeping as well as they do. And then I don't know about you guys, but when I don't get enough sleep, danger. I love my family. They're just spread out, right? Like one yes. one set of my parents lives out towards Camrose and the other set lives north of Athabasca. So oh gosh. <laughs> it's just it's just a lot of traveling, right? And then mm-hmm. you add in like my regular anxiety about like winter driving and then you're driving through like snowstorms with children. Yeah. And, and remember if you packed your 17 gifts and plus like if you make <laughs> plans with like one family or one family member or like one friend or whoever it is, oh. then you also feel obligated to make plans with the other because then you're like, you know, I'm going to seem like this awful person that just left someone out. And that's like Mm. another pressure that I feel like I always find too, because I never had this growing up. My family has been very like isolated, I guess. But 
when I got married to my husband three years ago, he has a very tight knit, enormous family and they're all spread out just like Steph was saying about her family. And I am not used to having so many plans during the holidays in so many different people's houses with so many people that I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not happy here. And, you know, like, I I kind of wish, like, I could just, like, be like, no, I'm not coming. But then it's, like, the pressure of, like, you know, I went to this person's party or I invited this person over and I have to include everyone or someone's going to be like, oh, Joy, I didn't invite me this year. What's her problem? (laughs) Well, and the thing is, like, you do these things because then you're like, well, I feel obligated to, and I don't want to leave people out. And then it worsens your mental health. And then it's harder right. to do more stuff. You're just exactly. like, now I don't have the spoons in me today to actually go to this party, but I feel obligated to, and you go and your mental health is just deteriorating. And then you are mm-hmm. like, it's how many days before Christmas? And I still have to get a gift for so-and-so or whatever. And it's just, this never-ending lollapalooza of like stress yep. and just... yeah and at the end of it all like I feel like everyone's kind of relieved it's over and then it's like was that even the point of the holidays it was to it exactly. was to be happy you're not supposed to like come out of it like you ran a marathon and you're like thank god that's over I liken the holiday season kind of like to summer holidays when you're in school like you get out of school and you're like this is amazing I'm gonna mm-hmm. do everything and that is so great for like a month. Yeah. And then after August long, you're like, okay, like <laughs> I could, I could use routine again. I could, mm-hmm. I could do things. And I feel like that happens at Christmas. Like all of a sudden it's January 2nd, your yeah. mental health is broken because you've been doing all of these things and just running on the very little capacity that you have left and January 2nd rolls around and now you need to get back into routine you're trying to dig yourself out of a mental illness hell hole and now you're expected to just like go back to normal oh and let's not forget the overwhelming pressure of oh yeah new year new me everyone's like you know making all these goals for the year and you're just there like I I'm I just want to sleep my goal is to make it until next year (laughs) yeah I was trying to find the numbers on depression after the holidays and I can't find Mm -hmm. the numbers exactly but it is it has always been a fact that they rise in January so Mm -hmm. after Christmas all of this pressure your mental health deteriorates and then you've got this month of like you're broke from the holidays you're burnt out from all of the partying and the obligations and all the crap and like Steph said, I'm just trying to get through to another year. Mm-hmm. I think I was actually reading the American Psychological Association said that 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season. And it was because of lack of time, financial pressure, mm-hmm. gift giving and family gatherings. Basically everything we all touched on right now. <laughs> yeah. And then the National Alliance on Mental Illness noted that 64% of individuals living with a mental illness felt that their conditions worsened around the holidays. And that's something I actually want to talk about later in this podcast as well. The way that the holidays can be overwhelming and alienating for people, but it can also be triggering for people who already have mental illness. I think we talked a lot about how the holidays can be overwhelming. The other thing that I wanted to discuss was how the the holidays can be alienating. While growing up, I had a very dysfunctional family. And that meant that during the holidays, I was either alone or I was stuck with toxic family members that I didn't want to be around. 
and not having access to like my friends who were busy with their own families and friends, not having that support system was very, very alienating for me. I felt very lonely and back then there wasn't social media, but when social media started becoming a big thing, like Facebook back in when I was in high school, it was hard to see like everyone posting pictures with their family and their happy family photos. And I was there alone. Like, yeah, I don't have that. I like, it's like I was missing out on a huge part of my life. And I feel like a lot of people go through that too. Like whether you're single or whether you lost someone you loved and like, you know, you remember them during this time and you wish they were there. I can identify with what you were saying about like growing up. I mean, I didn't have a super dysfunctional family. Like we weren't the Brady Bunch or anything, but I'm lucky that my immediate family, you know, my parents and my siblings were close, but our extended family outside of that, my dad has always been kind of separate from his siblings and his family. And so there was a time where we would go to parties and it would just be horrible and we would be the only children there and they would treat us like crap and my parents just decided to stop taking us and putting us in that situation and then on the other hand my mom she is from the maritimes and so her family is over there and we would maybe get a like one hour phone call with our grandparents that we met once in our life so it was totally alienating where like you have your immediate family, but they're the only ones you see. And so it's kind of like this weird limbo place. On top of that, like I mentioned before, my birthday is during the holidays. And so I would Mm -hmm. always try to have like parties or people over because I was like, well, it's supposed to be like me time, right? But nobody could ever attend because of Christmas. And it was just like this weird time of year where I just felt even more lonely than I did the rest of the year. Exactly. I usually get the alienating feeling when I'm in those situations, like with at a family gathering, so sensory overloaded. There's so many voices. There's so many things. There's children shrieking. There's people talking. And like, I just try to separate myself, you know, like just go to a quiet space, kind of gather myself. But then it's like this whole explanation thing well where did you go and what's wrong and you're supposed to be happy and isn't this great and everybody's happy and smiling and I'm trying not to lose my ever-living mind plus my mind is going 97 million miles an hour and it's like oh my god it's nine o'clock my kids are awake trying to put them to bed is going to be a disaster we still have to clean up there's still people here yeah that feeling of feeling alone in a crowd like I think that's the loneliest feeling ever because it's like at least when you're alone you're like you know I wish somebody was here But like when you feel that in a crowd, it's like, yeah, people are here and I still feel this way. Metaphor for mental health, right? Like the expectations of people rise during the holidays. Mm -hmm. And do you ever feel like that, like if your holiday season didn't go perfectly or the way that like those Hallmark movies make it out to be, you failed in some way? Because I used to feel like that when I was younger, when I was just like, you know, everyone would be like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? And I'd have like no plans. And then like, I would try really hard to fill that void because I didn't have anything else. Like I didn't really have the best family or whatever. And if it didn't work out or like, you know, if I saw photos of other people doing other things and I just kind of felt like I missed out on those things, I would feel very left out. Social media, you see that highlight reel of everybody's holidays and you're just like, oh, it looks like Mm -hmm. they were having such a nice time. And maybe they weren't, but you see that and you're just like, wow, I'm sitting here alone because it's a pandemic and... (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm broke and mm-hmm. I didn't see my family. I didn't even cook a meal. Like maybe I ordered off, skip the dishes. Like yeah. this was my Christmas last year. <laughs> and I was just like, it was like a regular freaking day. And it felt almost like crippling, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Like, I feel like if I don't make the most out of like a certain day of the year, because it's a holiday, I feel like it's crippling because I'm like FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. It's like, it's just another day of the year. If you would have done it, it would have made your mental health worse. So you're sitting here with FOMO and you're like, gosh, like I feel like a failure. But you also know that if you would have done those things that everybody else was doing, you would have mm-hmm. felt like garbage. It's a catch yeah. you too. Yes. It's like this weird <laughs> paradox in your brain yes. all the time. Exactly. All the time. It's like you want to do all those things. But the reason you're not doing them is because you physically and mentally can't. This literally sounds like how the Grinch stole Christmas, like the Jim (laughs) Carrey version. Like the whole time when Steph was talking about being a Grinch and it's like, it's all about presents. And it's like, Cindy Lou Who, she's saying, isn't this a bit superfluous? Like... Exactly. Like the whole point is to like have a good time. What that looks for you should be what makes you happiest. Like it shouldn't be judged by other people. It could be different. Well, like you guys were saying, like it's not even just about Christmas because not everybody celebrates Christmas. And so it's this weirdly like alienating culture in our society where Mm -hmm. we have these Eurocentric type views. If you're celebrating a different holiday, you're already kind of alienated from society because everything on, you know, television, on social media, everything's about Christmas and all of the Christmas movies like there's I don't know a lot of movies about Kwanzaa or Hanukkah Mm -hmm. even like it's it's not mentioned a lot and so I can't personally identify with that I I can only imagine how alienating that is for for others during the holiday season as well yeah like for me I'm I'm South Asian and I'm not Christian or Catholic and we're Hindu so during this time is there's like absolutely nothing going on for us except Mm. for I guess New Year's and you know our like festival time I guess is like October November but by the time December rolls around like you know it's died down for us so that on top of everything else that I was saying about my family like you said Kayla like you know everyone would have these traditions and customs that they grew up with that they're like you know grandparents or parents passed down whereas I didn't have that and like completely mm -hmm. Eurocentric right yeah you don't get Hanukkah off you get Christmas Day off very Um, true right you get easter off like you guys said like i can't fathom how alienating that is like my mom's a nurse so she she would take shit on christmas eve or christmas day because we don't celebrate it and she would get overtime it's not important to her right so she would work and for me i'm like oh i'm alone again on christmas So it's like, you know, like, because we don't celebrate it, and I have that day off, I have to feel all of that so much more. Well, and not only that, but then when your new year rolls around, you have to work because it's just a regular Mm -hmm. freaking Tuesday for every person in this country. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so just another layer to that alienation cake there. So something else I wanted to mention during this episode was things that are triggering during the holidays. For me personally, I lost my grandmother on my 19th birthday which was two days before Christmas and then on my 21st birthday in between there as well I also had a really horrible Christmas with uh, my abusive ex and so it was like it suddenly over three years became this incredibly lonely time for me 
where mm-hmm. all I was thinking about was the loss that I had and how I was alienated from others around me because they just didn't understand why I wasn't so happy, you know, right around Christmas because I'm just thinking, well, I lost my grandma. I lost one of my longtime friends. They're all I think about during this time mm-hmm. and everybody wants to be joyful and whatever. And so do you guys have any experiences with you know, grief or loss or anything triggering during the holidays? Mine actually starts in November. Like November's are historically really difficult for me. I lost my young cousin during a November um, and he passed away the day before his birthday. And then last year in November, I lost a friend. And so November's are really hard for me. So my energy is already low. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, just be happy. (laughs) It's Christmas. And I'm just sitting here, you know, trying to remember my cousin and remember my friend. And I usually spend a few days in a November, whether it's healthy or not, to just kind of be angry at the universe that that he's not here. People are like, well, it's Christmas and we need to be happy. And my energy Mm -hmm. is already so low from just trying to like get through those days Mm -hmm. and just trying to hold space for him. You know, it it was a really, really hard death for me. And then at the same time, like I have two little kids, Mm -hmm. right? Like I named my younger daughter after my cousin. Mm -hmm. Like I I talk about him to my girls, even though Mm -hmm. they've never met him. They don't know him. But just trying to like hold space for him. But then also trying to do everything else on top of that. And then go into the Christmas season. I have nothing left by December 1st, let alone December 25th. And then you have to like think about all the things you have to do. Like this little checklist of this is who I have to see. And this is who I have to buy gifts for. And, you know, I still have to be a mom to my kids and make sure their Christmas is good, even if I can't muster up that feeling, because these are their memories that they're going to have to carry into their future, right? So that's a lot of pressure. I don't want them to be like, oh, mom was always crying on Christmas. you know yeah yeah and like I'm a big believer in letting them see my emotions and Mm -hmm. like they've seen me they've seen me cry when I lost my friend in September of this year and I was crying you know like we we talked with our four-year-old you know we're sad because mommy and daddy's friend died and so I mean she doesn't really get it she's four but it's something that we talk openly and honestly about but I also don't want that to be like her standalone memory at Christmas of course yeah and it's like you know then it's not your fault either because feeling is healthy grieving is healthy you know and that's a hard place to be because you want to teach her that it's okay to feel and not bottle it up but then you also want her to have good memories that's a tough balance that's tough that's tough yeah like parenting is pretty much like a hope and a prayer on any given day (laughs) then you try to add Christmas into it and you're right like you're trying to toe that line between Mm -hmm. you know not faking your feelings and feeling the feelings and owning the feelings but then also trying to create something good and exciting and like these are the Christmases that she's gonna start to remember right you know like the the first few Christmases it was like okay we can sit at home like she's she's not gonna remember anything Mm -hmm. fine (laughs) Uh, but now she is right like she's gonna remember these times she's gonna remember how we spent them you know did we spend them baking or did we spend them with mom crying in a corner (laughs) yeah maybe both (laughs) mom just made us watch Hunger Games every holiday I'll send you to District 13. It's like, Mom, there is no District 13. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's that dark humor coming through. 
yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because one of my fond memories of Christmas, not the Hunger Games, but we <laughs> would always, there was always some kind of television marathon on. So it was like one year yeah. it would be Westerns or one year it would be John Wayne. One year it was like all of the Star Treks. One year it was like all of the old Planet of the Apes. And so that was always one of my fond memories was like Mine sitting too. down and watching these ma- these movies in a marathon. Yeah, marathons, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I don't have anything triggering in terms of like grief or loss. I would say more so like just trauma because every single holiday meant that like either my parents weren't around or they were together for too long, which meant really, really bad fight, a lot of negativity, a lot of my brother and I being pit in the middle between their trauma. And I feel like that this year, I'm thinking about it a lot more because we moved my dad in, not into our home, but like into our building last year because of his stroke. And so I've been in a lot more like close contact with him than I have since 2011 when he divorced my mom. So it has been very interesting and eye opening (laughs) in not very good ways. And I kind of remember why now that I didn't like being around him or my mom. And like this year, I'm just thinking about all of that. And I'm just in this very bitter mood. Because I'm like, I feel like I lost, you know, parts of my childhood. And like, even if we didn't celebrate Christmas, we could have still made like good memories. And I have, like you said, Kayla, I have good memories of like doing a movie marathons like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Like those are my memories. And like me and my husband still like keep up those traditions, which is really nice. But there's also like an empty void in me where it's like, where it's like, you know, my parents are either fighting or they're just not there. And I'm trying to fill Mm -hmm. the time with something memorable. So it was kind of like that and triggering in that sense. But the biggest thing for me during Christmas is probably eating because for me, Yes. <laughs> because for me, like I have a binge eating disorder. So for me during Christmas, it was like, I can't have these things because I'm going to get too big. Or, you know, I'm just not going to eat all day so I can have a really big meal in the evening. But diet would, culture bullshit. Yes, basically diet culture bullshit. And that would just be like this overarching thing during the holidays where it's like, I just feel like in fear. I'm like, oh my God. And like every single day it would be like, oh, so what'd you do? I'm just like, oh, I'm just eating. You know, I'm just eating. I'm yeah. like, gotta work that, gotta work that way off <laughs> in January. Oh. And that was like the theme. It was literally the theme. And I'm like, I really gotta stop eating. I really gotta stop eating. And meanwhile, I'm like starving myself and like binge eating because I'm, not eating enough. I definitely also have experience with that. I mean, I've never been diagnosed with a disorder uh, per se, but I know I've had issues with binging and with disordered eating in general. And for me, it used to start during October because, you know, being in Canada, there was Thanksgiving and then there was Halloween with all the candy. And then November's kind of this like limbo area with (laughs) Remembrance Day, but then it's like, as soon as Remembrance Day is over, it's all about Christmas. And so it was like this three months of like all of this crap with eating and overeating and all of these issues. And then as soon as January rolls around, new year, new me, you're supposed to, (laughs) yeah, you're supposed to want to lose it. And you're supposed to Mm -hmm. want to be a better version of yourself. I say with air quotes, right? Right. I don't want to know how long I need to run on a treadmill to work off pumpkin pie. Just give me my pumpkin pie with like three <laughs> scoops of whipped cream on that bitch. I don't. I don't believe in whipped cream, but you can have my hair. Scandalous! Oh, I will eat your whipped cream. <laughs> I will fight you for it, Kayla. <laughs> you guys can keep your whipped cream in District Thirteen. 
(laughs) (laughs) So with all that being said, how do you guys cope during this time? Or what would you say to a loved one if they wanted to support you because you're living with mental illness during such an overwhelming time? I think for me, my most important thing is making sure that I get time for just me, especially with like my November into December stuff. So like this week, I'm actually going on vacation alone by myself. And by vacation, I mean, I'm going 10 minutes down the road to a hotel for a few nights. That's amazing. (laughs) Good for you. Just making sure that I have time to reset so that my kids aren't like oh why is mommy just crying I need that time to just recharge myself and be able to like get myself to a higher energy level so that I can get through the holidays Mm -hmm. so just making sure that I have that time and then telling people that care about me what I need in words not making them guess it but just being very clear on what Mm -hmm. I need You know, I need sleep and I need proper sleep without children and cats and people. Mm -hmm. And I need time to just be Steph before all of the other responsibilities come in. I just need that time. And so use your words. Don't make people guess. That's not fair. Pretty amazing though, that like you figured out what you need during this time and you've kind of like begun pre-plan for it. Like by taking this little like staycation. I think that's actually, like, I never even thought of that, but that's actually such a good idea because, like, we all know the holidays are coming, so there are little things we can do beforehand to maybe make it a little bit more tolerable. Mm -hmm. If you go into the holidays at a zero energy level, Mm -hmm. you're coming into January with with nothing. Negative. You're in the thread. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you are so far past what you can handle. So if you can get that up a little bit before the holidays, Whatever it is Mm -hmm. that makes you feel good, it makes you feel like you and is a regular coping mechanism that you use on the regular. Like for me, it's alone time. Mm -hmm. Use that to your advantage before all of those like obligations set in and the lack of routine and the lack of sleep and the, you know, the food and family and the energy sucking December. (laughs) Just like giving yourself Uh, permission in this like hustle culture world to slow down and mm -hmm. do nothing and be proud of that. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that's all you need. You just need to reset. Mine is really similar to Steph's actually, because I also know like not everybody's December is this sad time for them. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, mine is basically just communication. I usually communicate to the close people around me that it is a pretty sad time for me. It's starting to turn into something a bit more magical, luckily, because my sister has a son and he's just about two. It's his first Aww. like real Christmas. So it's going to be really exciting. Communicating to people that I need space to just have my emotions and just be me because mm-hmm. one day I might be extremely sad and thinking about my grandma and wishing that she was here because I'm like, okay, she'd be this old. It's been this many years since she's passed. And just allowing me to be sad is kind of a big thing because as we know, you're not supposed to be sad around the holidays. So somebody just giving me space to have those difficult emotions Mm -hmm. is huge for me. I think for me, it's very similar to what you guys said as well. For me, I think every year is kind of different for me because it really depends on who I'm around and what's going on in my life at that time. And like the last couple of years for me have been very, very unpredictable just from like a lot of things like you know my my dad had a stroke and like the year before that we had a lot of people pass away that year 
And then the year before that, I got married and like, you know, my mom really showed her true color. So I was, I was basically grieving mm. because I realized I couldn't really have her in my life the way I used to anymore. So for me, it's been like very unpredictable. So this year I'm like, I'm going to slow down and just listen to my body. If I really want to make little goodies for my friends and I don't have the energy for it, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not going to apologize yes. for it. Because I always feel very, very guilty. And I mostly like place these standards on myself that I have to deliver this picture perfect idea of me to everybody that, oh, yeah, you know, I'm here baking away so happy. (laughs) But it's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. And what I need right now is a Star Wars marathon or a Harry Potter marathon. (laughs) Or, you know, I just want to sit around and like get takeout junk food or like whatever it is, just like something simple. And something that doesn't take a lot of energy. And that's me this year. Last year, I was like all like holiday spirit. But <laughs> I feel like for me, what what works the best is that I just kind of listen to myself in that moment. For anyone who wants to support me, I feel like it's just kind of like respecting my boundaries and not taking it personally. Because I feel mm-hmm. a lot of the times there's like so many expectations of you to show up. And if you don't, especially during the holidays, it's like, you know, you've, you've hurt someone's feelings. And it's like, no, listen, this isn't about you. This is just about me having to recharge. And it just kind of, it fell on this day. Sorry. Yeah. I want to be there. I want to be with all the people that love me and that I love. But sometimes I can't. So yeah, it's kind of just like respecting boundaries and listening to myself. Holding That's space for yourself. Say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of want to end this entire episode off on a high note. So is there any like fond memories you guys have in the past years or like new traditions or something that you're excited to look forward to during the holidays this year? So I used to have this tradition just with myself that every single year, because again, Christmas was my magical time of year. And so I would always either set an alarm or I just would somehow wake up in the middle of the night after Santa quote marks Santa had been there and I would sneak out and of course the lights were left on and so it was dark and all the lights were left on and there's all the presents under the tree and I would just sit there and like stare at the lights for probably 20 minutes half hour just all by myself a little kid because it was just like this magic to me and I would just sit there and like appreciate it and then like I'm actually getting teary talking about it now because it was so precious (laughs) It was so like weirdly profound for me. And then I would just like sneak off back to my room and go to bed and then like wake up in the morning, like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's a and I don't know that. why I'm so emotional right now just talking about it. But like, it was like the one thing that nobody could touch, you know? Yes. Exactly. It was something I had for just myself. And it's kind of amazing that like one of your fondest memories is with yourself. Which is, it's rare, right? Like, that's so rare to have in this, like, society. <laughs> so good I didn't think you. about it that way. Yeah, no, it's like, that's, that's amazing. Like, you enjoyed your company. And it was like, it's like a very, like, what's the word? Wholesome. Wholesome Aww. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of watching my most favorite Christmas movie at the holidays, which is Die Hard fight me. Yes. So I watched Die Hard at the holidays, but something that happened last year. So since Hanley, even though I'm Grinchy, Tori is not. And so we set up a tree and we had ornaments and like Santa came, but she left cookies and carrots and milk for Santa and his reindeers. Oh my goodness. So it was actually like the sweetest thing to see her so excited 
And then in the morning when she came down and, you know, like the cookies were gone and the milk was gone and the the carrots were, you know, like there was teeth marks in the carrots and they were like (laughs) half chewed and like half gone from the reindeer. It was just the sweetest thing to kind of like see her start to get it. And, you know, like she's asked to do it again this year. Like that's a memory that's happening for her, like setting stuff out for Santa and decorating the tree much mm-hmm. to my chagrin <laughs> the fact that she has that you know like it's just mm-hmm. been cool to see and now that charlie like charlie is 18 months today but she's starting to kind of understand it too and so so that part it is special for me and it's fun to to see them kind of get that and to be able mm-hmm. to do that but for myself i just want to sit and watch die hard with like pizza <laughs> Oh yeah. That yeah, that sounds perfect to be on. <laughs> Maybe this year I'll watch the Hunger Games trilogy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so for me, a really fond memory that's very, very new is that we adopted our puppy last year and his birthday is on December twenty second. So it's been really nice because like last year, you know, we kinda like took him to the dog park with like all his other like doggy friends and we dressed him up and everything, even though he hated it. <laughs> he absolutely hated it. <laughs> So we dressed him up, we dressed him up, and then we took, like, a little family picture, and, like, in a way, it was kind of, like, what I always wanted growing up, but I got it with my dog, and it was just, it was just really cute, because then we have a little picture, and we're all in green, and then the other thing was that, like, one of my best friends, her mom does a Christmas lunch every year, and she is an amazing cook, so every year she invites us, and, like, now we kind of have that, and it kind of feels like family, too, because, like, I've known this girl for like half my life. So that's really special. And it's really nice mm. that like her family's kind of included us. Yeah. We have a stocking for our cat. Dogs, I think, are a little bit more appreciative because they're not total dickheads. Um, <laughs> but like I noticed that you said like it was kind of like a family thing. And mm-hmm. and it is. You it know? is. Like, yeah. That is your family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we have human children. Like the cat is still here and he's still part of the family. And that's it's still a big deal. Well, this was a really great episode, you guys. I think it was really wholesome and very (laughs) relatable, hopefully, for people. I hope it's a bit poignant during this time. So if anybody listening has any feedback, you can catch us on our Instagram. Our handle is at samegirlpodcast. And thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, bye. (laughs) 